listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. One. Championships, you've got to have a championship organization. Brexit. What a pass to Anders. A king follow. Toy and branch fires. He converts. Rhymes again. Upshot. Justin Barbosa, and you can find me on Twitter at jbarbosa underscore 95. And I'm your second host. My name is Andy Yanez, and you can find me on Twitter at ayanez underscore 5. And be sure to follow the official Clutch City Control Room account at Clutch City CR, as well as hitting the subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. Going right into it, this past Sunday, U of H picked up a new recruit in Javier Francis, who they got out of Westbury Christian. Andy, tell us a little bit about Javier. Yeah, Francis is a, a forward slash center coming out of a, well, he played for Westbury High School this past season, 2019-2020. And uh, he actually transferred to Montverde, uh, Mont I'm going to say it with a Spanish accent, Montverde, uh, Florida, this past season for his senior season. And, um, in, in at Westbury, he averaged 14 points a game, 11 rebounds, and nine assists. Uh, his junior year, um, he's a four-star recruit, um, according like uh, by Rivals' ranking. He's a three-star recruit at a, you know, on two four-seven sports. And uh, yeah, on Sunday, uh, around Sunday evening, he made his decision that he had committed to the University of Houston. He actually chose U of H over Tulsa and SMU. Um, were two American Athletic Conference schools. He chose uh, the Cougars over, and, you know, he was a top 10 2020 Guy B. Lewis Award finalist. Um, and, you know, obviously, Traymond Mark, who's going to be a freshman for the Cougars this year, he's the one that won the award. But uh, the Cougars have a lot of Guy B. Lewis finalists, or they're going to have a lot of Guy B. Lewis Award finalists on the roster. And uh, Quentin Grimes was another person who won the award before uh, before he was – before he chose um, – Kansas and uh, like I said with Traymond Mark and uh, Ramon Walker and Robbie Armbruster are two you know um, Francis joins those two and uh, Francis's commitment actually moved to the Cougars' national recruiting class for 2021 to 27th best in the nation it, it's actually fallen out a little bit since Sunday um, right now currently the Cougars are ranked uh, number 28 according to 247 Sports nationally and they're still obviously the best uh, recruiting class according to 247 Sports uh, in the American Athletic Conference. And you know Mount Verde they've hosted a lot of current NBA players current NBA players at that school. Yeah for sure when I when I first uh, saw that he had transferred it was a little interesting to me to see that uh, high school players are kind of doing a you know you kind of see it in college all the time now but it's a. Uh, it's not often you see it in in high school uh, basketball. Or at least I think it is becoming more uh, common recently. But I don't know. It just it kind of stood out to me to see that. And with the pickup of Francis, that really adds depth to the Cougar depth chart. At least going into twenty one twenty two, as we'll have Fabian White Jr., Reggie Cheney, Ramon Walker, Bobby Armbruster, and Javier Francis, and along with Juwan Roberts. 
Yeah, for sure, Justin. Uh, just adding more depth in the front court. Uh, obviously, uh, the Cougars got a unforeseen redshirt with with Fabian White after he tore his ACL earlier in the in the spring. And it's, this is an interesting um, addition that the Cougars get um, with this commit because you know, obviously they already had Ramon Walker who had committed earlier in the summer. And, uh, you know, I was talking to, to a few people when this news broke and I know I saw um, Marcus Sloan from OTR Exposure said that the University of Houston Cougars basically locked in the top two, the top two players uh, in the city of Houston, uh, obviously with, Ramon Walker, like you mentioned, Justin, they had already uh, gotten him to commit. And now with Francis, uh, it's a big reason why the Cougars jumped from around the 40s where they were ranked nationally to all the way top 30 with, with the addition of Francis. And I want to read you a quote that, that Francis actually um, told with um, 247 Sports. Um, really, the reason he chose the University of Houston is, and I quote, the way they play basketball perfectly fits the way I like to play, end quote. So... Obviously, uh, he said that the University of Houston coaching staff was the first to, to contact him and really just keep him informed and, and just show him what his fit would be here with the Cougars. And it's a big reason why he has committed to, to Houston before his senior season, I guess, officially begins. And, you know, here's a crazy stat for you. Um, he's still 16 years old. He's not going to even turn 17 until October 20th. So he's still young. He obviously has a whole bunch of potential. And it's going to be interesting to see what he can do once he put, gets on cap, campus and puts on a University of Houston jersey. I know for sure. And just once again, what a, another great example of recruiting by Kelvin Sampson and company. And it's really important to recruit the city of Houston because – just a huge talent pool for the NCAA, especially in basketball and also football is trying to get into the Houston area as well, recruiting a few players from Shadow Creek High School who won the state championship game last year. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, whenever we had Matt Thomas on as our as special guest, he, he kind of mentioned that, that uh, really a big uh, – turnaround that this once Kelvin Sampson has taken over the program is that they've, you know, started to recruit a lot of these local guys and, you know, it's kind of a testament to, to where the program has come from before Kelvin Sampson to now, like they're getting these, these homegrown players to, to commit for and play for the university of Houston. I know Matt Thomas said that a big part of it was just like how they were able to invest so much in all the facilities. And you know, obviously when you talk about the Gabby Lewis facility, you know, just, how well it's organizing they basically have access to to a court and to a gym 24 7 and that obviously plays a big part in, in getting these players and really uh, really exciting because obviously uh still way too early to, to exactly see how the whole roster turns out but you know you figure that marcus sasser is still going to be on the roster in 2021 and caleb mills um as well and you know quentin grimes obviously it's going to be a big question mark if he if he plays for the cougars and in his senior season depending on how this season goes for him but um there's going to be a lot of talent on this roster and obviously you know that their expectations are sky high every year and really they just keep growing if if it's a little hard to see that it keep growing but that's the reality that their expectations keep growing each season and that's really where kelvin sampson really wants his program to be is trying to be in the tournament every year and make a run at the final four get that pedigree back to the university of houston where it was in the 80s and make it a name for itself once again and 
why, you know, move out of Houston where you can stay right at the University of Houston instead of going to Baylor, UT, Texas Tech, all these other schools, et cetera? Exactly. And uh, one final point before we uh, move on, Justin, I, you know, a big part of the recruitment, you know, Kelvin Sampson puts a lot of that uh, responsibility for recruitment on his assistant coaches. You know, I know, you know, his son, Kellen, he's one of the lead uh, scouts uh, that, that does the recruiting. And I know he had a big part in, you know, recruiting Nate Hinton and, and other guys and just that delegation that he does. And, you know, each one of his coaching staff assistant coaches, you know, they're, they're in charge of, of scouting and they recruit various players across the country. And, you know, just that delegation, it kind of shows that, that he has trust in his coaching staff and it certainly looks like it's paying off. Absolutely. That's why you want the top class and your conference and keep kind of growing up slowly and slowly into the national ranks. Now, Justin, before we uh, transition to, to our next segue, we, I want, we want to take uh, the opportunity to, for, uh, for a moment of remembrance for center forward Margot Graham. She's a longtime U of H alum. Uh, she was actually the first UH player to play in the WNBA. Uh, she played for the Cougars from 1991 to 1993. And uh, this past Tuesday, um, on September 22, uh, she unfortunately passed away in, at the age of 49. And we just want to give a moment of silence and remembrance for her and pay our respects for, for her family. Coming right up, we're going to talk about the upcoming UH basketball season with the returning players and how they did last season in 2019-2020 and how we'll predict they will do in 2020-2021. And we're back here on Pod Slamajama, presented by Clark City Control Room. Right now, Justin, we're about to start a new segment here on Paul Slamajama where we look back at the 2019-20 season for the University of Houston Cougars men's basketball. And uh, first, we're going to start, I'm going to start with guard Quentin Grimes, who was a sophomore last year for the Cougars. And, you know, last season was his first year here in Houston after transferring from Kansas. And the 6'5 guard averaged 12.1 points, 3.7 rebounds, and 2.6 assists with the Cougars in the 2019-20 season. And really, uh, the way he closed out last season, he closed it out really well, um, you know, with back-to-back -back solid performances against UConn and, and Memphis. Um, but really, his, his 2019-20 season was a bit, you know, inconsistent and, you know, quite... Uh, Head coach Kelvin Sampson has talked about it a little bit uh, since the season ended. And really, um, Grimes had to go through a lot of adversity last season in terms of, you know, just having to adjust for, for the second straight year, a, a whole different, you know, a whole new environment. Obviously, um, you know, he's originally from the Woodlands here in Houston. And, you know, having to move from here all the way to Kansas, had to adjust to play for them and then having to move back to the University of Houston. He didn't know if he was going to play until, you know, a few few weeks before the, the regular season started where if the NCAA was going to grant him a, a waiver to be immediately eligible, which they did. And then, you know, as soon as the season started, you know, he was quickly kind of, you know, he was thrown into the fire and you know, the rest, as they say, was history. Uh, he had a few 
well, he had multiple standout games, but the one that you could arguably, arguably say was his best was early in the season against Rice. He had 32 points, nine rebounds, and five assists. Um, and he helped the Cougars pull out the victory. And they, I still remember that game I got to go. I was actually the first, you know, quote-unquote road game, you know, even though it's like right across the city. You know, I remember down the stretch, the Cougars kind of leaned on, on Quentin Grimes for that offense. And you know, a couple times last season, that's, that's just how the Cougars were. They didn't necessarily have a, a go-to number one. It would kind of be like a, a go-to scoring option by committee. And I know Quentin Grimes had a couple of games where he was that go-to guy. And they would cycle between Marcus Sasser, Caleb Mills, Nate Hinton on any given day, one of those players would, would just have it in a majority of the time. One of those players, if not multiple, would, would take the Cougars home. Um, you know, the last game of the season when the, the Cougars defeated the Tigers here at, at Fertitta Center, uh, Quinn Grimes had 17 points and three rebounds. Really, he, he played a big part in that win for the Cougars. I don't know he scored majority of his points in the second half and kind of carried the, the Cougars um, in a bit. I know the first half was kind of an offensive struggle for both sides and the Cougars were kind of struggling to, to get going offensively and Quinn Grimes was a big reason why they were able to pull that win that went out in, in early March. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier that Kelvin has, has talked about Quentin Grimes and what he sees from him early, um, way back in, in late July, I know Samson said that in his direct quote, he called them, and I quote, Quentin looks and acts like a veteran now, end quote. Um, and he, he talked about how Quentin Grimes is certainly bought in to the University of Houston program. He looks much more comfortable and, you know, like I mentioned, he had, he'd been moving around a lot, um, just, you know, from the end of his high school going to Kansas and then back to U of H and adjusting, doing all that, all that adjusting. That's something he doesn't have to worry about this season, which certainly should play a big factor into famili- familiarity. He should have uh, a lot more going for him. And really the key for him entering 2020-21 season, uh, for me, it's going to be consistency. Um, obviously, he had bursts of, of performances where he looked like that's all McDonald's American or McDonald's American. Um, but then at other times he would have stretches where it would really struggle. And um, Kelvin Sampson kind of talked about it where a lot of it was just, you know, mental obstacles for him and just having to get past himself. And he dealt with a lot of adversity and hopefully this season he doesn't have to deal with it as much. And really it is, it'll just be interesting to see what he can do with a, with a focused mind on just playing basketball. I'm sure Quinn's going to be probably coming off the bench or he's probably going to be starting this year after uh, coming off the bench this past season where uh, where Kelvin's just trying to get him to settle in and be more comfortable and really get as much pressure. Yeah. um, You know, that kind of goes into the adversity I was talking about. Like he had – they, they tried to find a role for him. Like he started the season as, as a starter and then, you know, um, got moved, uh, moved in and out of the starting lineup through the course of the season. And uh, Entering this season, I'm, I'd be pretty uh, surprised if he wasn't a starter. And, you know, I think the guard lineup, obviously, with, with Marcus Sasson and Caleb Mills, I think those are your three guards going into, into this season – It'll be interesting to see how Tremont Mark fits in, but I would I would be very surprised if Quentin Grimes isn't a starter um, when the Cougars finally get to play. Absolutely. And the next player we're going to talk about is Dejan Duro. 
1920 season in terms of points, rebounds, and assists, his numbers went up. But for three-point percentage and field cover percentage, they've dropped significantly. In 2019, he shot 49% from the field. This past season, he shot 41%. And really the biggest hit for this season for Giroux was his three-point percentage. In his sophomore year, he shot 36%. And that's split in half this season all the way down to 18%. And we know Giroux really isn't that much of a three-point shooter. He doesn't really take much threes, but he'll take a few every once in a while, and he didn't really shoot those well this season. And uh, kind of saw Giroux take a little step back this season with the uh, – with the uh, would play on the court and also saw some, you know, behavioral problems, you know, on the court, like we saw against Cincinnati with the bite and also the game against UConn. I remember he believed he said something to Dan Hurley and actually put UConn back in the game in the final seconds where it looked like UH was about to pull away, although UH ended up pulling that game off with the final score 63-59 to at Fertitta Center. And with that bite at Cincinnati, ended up costing them and as they lost 64-62 in a close one in Cincinnati. Yeah, for sure, Justin. Um, you know, I think a big reason for his offensive struggles uh, a year ago was really that he uh, suffered a, a bad hand injury. I think he, he broke his hand like a month before the regular season started. And um, I know Kelvin Sampson talked a lot about it at the beginning of the season, just – it was a struggle because, you know, you, you talked about those shooting percentages and, you know, Gerald talked about at the beginning of the year how he had focused so much on, on just shooting and getting, improving those percentages. And then, you know, just a few weeks before the season starts, his hand breaks and he just can't shoot, obviously, with, with a broken hand. And, you know, similar to Grimes, the sense where, you know, that he didn't necessarily know how – the beginning of the season would go for him, whether he just goes right into, you know, get plugged right into the lineup and try to, to play through it, which is what ultimately ended up happening. I know he was a starter for, for the beginning of the season and he struggled a lot. Um, I think the, the big part for Giroux is going to be his playmaking and, and ball handling. I know he would have a couple of games where, where ball control would be an issue for Giroux. Uh, I think those two areas are, are necessarily going to be more important for Hugh, for the success of the Cougars. If Giroux can be a great playmaker and take care of the ball, I think that's going to serve real well for the Cougars. Um, and he doesn't necessarily have to be a scorer, like I mentioned with Grimes, Sasser, and, and Mills. And when he's on the floor, he's basically the point guard for UH offense. He sets the offense. He knows where everyone else goes and – and then the sophomore season back in 2019, we really saw him as really the closer to that team. Yeah, I know another thing that I think is going to be really a key is to see um, if he can kind of take over that leadership role or that identity role that, that there's a hole right now with Nate Hinton leaving for the NBA draft. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what University of Houston player kind of steps up to the plate and takes control of that, that leadership position. And I would, you know, guess that, Dejan's got to be the top candidate first to see if he can take that position because obviously he's going to be entering his senior season. And, you know, when you know it's going to be your last year for, for anything, you know, you kind of have a little extra motivation. And it's certainly going to be interesting to see if, if he takes that position and runs with it. 
Yeah, when you're a senior, you got to take that, you know, senior leadership role, really kind of take charge of the team and we'll see how Drew does this upcoming upcoming season. If he'll be one of the players that lead the team on the floor and you got many options, go-to options this season. You got Caleb Mills, you got Quentin Grimes, potentially Marcus Sasser, how well he did at the end of the last season. And really just see how Drew improves and as well with the team in this last season. Uh, Justin, before before you know, we're I know we're we're kind of running out of time, but do you, were there any? Where were the games that kind of stood out for Jarrell um, this past season? The kind of games where he he had you know his best performance, and maybe the games where he kind of struggled. In? Definitely, his best game of the season was the game against UConn. He scored eighteen points, eleven rebounds, eight assists, almost a triple double, and went. Only three of eight from the field, but it went 12 to 15 from the free throw line. Really inconsistent during this game, too. Also had seven turnovers, which really kind of defined a season where he had many games. Like at one point from uh, November to December, he had three straight games in double digits, and then he had six straight games under double digits, including two games where he didn't score at all. And then also the stretch at the end of the season had a kind of rough stretch. Had five straight games under double digits where he just had seven points, nine points, two points, and five points. And then the season finale, just only six points. So, yeah, those that this last couple months, especially in uh, February and March, Jarrell really struggled. So, Justin, what would you say the key um, entering this upcoming season would be for Jarrell to have a, a strong senior year? Uh, definitely uh, control the ball. Definitely limit the turmo- Definitely limit the turnovers this season. Had many games where he had up to three to four turnovers, and in that UConn game, he had a season high of seven turnovers. Really take care of the ball, and hopefully, with a healed hand, he can shoot a little bit better from the three when he needs to. I know he doesn't really take much threes, but prove his three point shot, and uh, really just settle in and have that control of the offense again and that leadership. You know, I think Jerome's going to have a, a interesting bounce back year. Um, he's certainly going to be motivated to, to close out his college career strong. And, you know, obviously, you know, we kind of mentioned Nate Hinton earlier, but, you know, he, he too um, put his name in, in the NBA draft and, you know, obviously he's coming back for senior season, but, I know Calvin Sampson said in, in late July that the feedback he got back was was not pretty. So that's going to be like an extra layer of motivation for him to to not only improve from down year he had last season, but also, you know, leave an impact as a senior. Absolutely. If he wants any kind of, you know, attention, he really needs to improve that three-point shot, especially in today's NBA and with this size, he has to hit the three. Shooting consistency, uh, I think the 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 number one key would be that ball control. And you know, like I said, if if um, Gerald's plans um, to play basketball beyond the collegiate level, he's certainly going to have to get those shooting percentages up. Um, so you know, we kind of sum it up in one word with both the Grimes and Gerald. I think their key is to have a strong twenty 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 one season and kind of build a strong case for to be able to play basketball at the next level is going to be, you know, that consistency 
Um, they both kind of had similar seasons in terms of how they played on the court, you know, dif- different circumstances for each, but um, a whole bunch of up and down performances in, in 2019 and 20. So it's starting to be, those two players are starting to be the most um, must-see players for the University of Houston Cougars, in my opinion, just because, you know, of their aspirations beyond the collegiate level. And certainly it's going to be interesting to see what kind of leap they can make from 2019-20 to this upcoming season. That's going to do it for today's episode. So if you haven't already done so, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. If you appreciate the consistent digital and podcast breakdowns, analysis, speculation, guest voices, and camaraderie of our team, please consider clicking the link in the description and check out one of our monthly Patreon subscription options. And as always, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to you having you back up for our next episode of Pod Slamma Jamma, covering your University of Houston Cougars.